Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're recording another show from an exciting venue in Anchorage, Alaska. It is May of 2023, and we are actually talking with folks who are attending the National Tribal Health Conference. It's being sponsored by the National Indian Health Board. And uh, there's just an amazing group of folks here from all over the country, literally. Across from me is a, another such individual, Brian Hudson. Brian, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on. Brian, you are here, if I understand correctly, as an exhibitor, among other things. Is that right? Yes, we are, yeah. And tell us a little bit about what uh, you represent. Well, I am the uh, chief operating officer for a company called TOOF, and TOOF.com, and uh, TOOF is a women-owned Native American uh, oral care supply company, and we're built around uh, the very innovative toothbrush design co-developed by our founder, uh, Lisa Hudson, who's also a registered dental hygienist for 30 years. Uh, Lisa is a tribal elder of the Coos, Lower Umpqua, and Sislaw tribe out of uh, Central Oregon. And... Uh, Tooth on Time or Tooth.com, as we like to call it, is a subscription-based program where we provide customers with everyday oral care supplies on a schedule of what they need, when they need it, and orders are placed at Tooth.com, and we take care of everything from packing to shipping to tracking orders. This is an amazing concept. As a primary care physician, I'm an internal medicine specialist first, I was shocked, and I'm not speaking about the native population. I'm speaking about the population in general. I've uh, done a lot of work in various segments of the North American populace, and I'll look in people's mouths, and I'll just see caries. I'll see terrible gingivitis, gum issues, and it's like, you know, have you ever seen a dentist? Have you seen a dentist recently? It's really um, tragic because what we know today, of course, is we're not just talking about oral health. I mean, this affects people systemically. And so I, I love it when folks are, are trying to be proactive in this area. And I think a lot of folks are just drawn to what you're doing here. We're talking about a woman-owned company, and it's a native company. And I know the exhibit hall hasn't formally opened. That's going to be opening tomorrow, but we're sitting here in this venue. There's still some noise because people are still getting set up here. But what kind of response have you gotten so far from the native communities, Brian, when they hear about TOOF? Well, I think uh, we resonate well, really, with a program that we've put together called TOOF for Tribes. Hmm. We run this separately uh, from our, our normal TOOF.com business, but what we did is we used the same business model of our subscription base, much like Shave Club and Harry's Razors, we do the same type of subscription, but for oral care products. Everyone should be changing their toothbrush at least every three months. They're 85% less effective after about three months. Mm. So our product line really lends itself well uh, on a subscription basis, uh, you know, both from a personal hygiene and a um, 
a preventative basis uh, to do it that way. But to really dovetail into what you said, American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian populations unfortunately suffer from the poorest oral care and oral health of any population in the well, United States. Which there's staggering rates of untreated tooth decay among children and untreated decay and gum disease among adults. And again, unfortunately, studies have shown that poor oral health has a direct link to many of the chronic diseases mm-hmm. that plague Indian country, including diabetes, heart and kidney disease, Alzheimer's, asthma, osteoporosis, even cancer. No, it's it's an amazing connection. Some of my regular listeners, they know that we put together a, a program called the Methuselah Factor, which deals with blood fluidity. Hemorrheology is the technical term for it. And we use some of these concepts in a free diabetes and blood pressure program we have online that we call 30 Days to Better Health. I tell you that background, Brian, because one of the components we speak about the importance of good oral health, because it is exactly like you're saying. What we know is if your mouth is not healthy, your circulation's not healthy, and that has an impact on a host of things. We're sitting here today because uh, a lot of folks haven't gotten that message or they've had a bad experience with a dentist. That's often what I find when I talk with folks. You're starting really at the, if I'm hearing you right, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're starting right at the home level saying, we want to put in your hands some things that we believe you're going to be excited to use. Now, you were gracious enough to come to a radio show with all kinds of wonderful goodies that I'd love to have a video of because you've got a big box here. Is this the kind of box that someone would receive if they were on this uh, program? Yeah. Two for Tribes is a program we designed that's really specifically made for Native Americans and the underserved. The program automatically ships tribal households fresh, high-quality toothbrushes, toothpaste, dental floss, inner dental picks on an ADA-recommended schedule of every 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tribe provides us with a list of names and addresses, uh, the ages under the roof so we can send age-appropriate materials, and TOOF really does the rest. And the best part of this, it's a very cost-effective program, averaging about $5 per month per family member. Mm-hmm. And it's really been proven to not only improve patient health, but to reduce overall tribal health care costs across the board. Wow. So. Who would be paying for this? Do some tribes say, hey, this sounds like a great project and we want to pay for it for our tribal members? Or is it individuals that are typically subscribing? How does this work practically? Well, right now we have a lot of uh, subscribers on our com side. But Toof for Tribes really is designed to be worked on a tribe-by-tribe basis at the current time. We have um, certainly down-the-road aspirations to you know, possibly get involved somehow with maybe Indian Health Services and work with, through their dental service centers to to possibly do this on a national level. But really, our motto right now is we're we're trying to improve the health of Indian country one mouth at a time. Okay, fair enough. I think it's an attitude you really have to take to be successful. No, I, I so appreciate that. So l- let's just step back a little bit because. I think you and I both realize whenever we talk about any kind of public health intervention, lifestyle intervention, the earlier in a person's life we can get them excited about doing something, the better. And I'm looking at some of your oral care products here. You have some very colorful toothbrushes and things. Tell us a little bit about why you've chosen to have the particular toothbrushes that you have. Well, one thing we found out is, again, going back to our uh our 
founder and our C CEO that, that came up and co-designed this brush. Although it looks really like a normal toothbrush, it's not. It has uh, many more bristles than a normal toothbrush. You can see it's not any wider than a regular brush, but you can see how much longer it is. There's over 3,000 bristles in our full-size brush. Wow. And if you look at it from the side on radio, uh -huh. you can see it has a very subtle 8-degree curve, mm -hmm. and it's very fine at the top and firm firmer at the bottom. Hmm. Well, your mouth and your teeth also have an 8-degree curve. So being that it's a bigger and a better brush with better bristles, people can spend a little less time brushing, which they normally do, and still get full coverage and uh, get a brush that not only is much more clinically sound, but it feels comfortable in your mouth and people enjoy the way that their teeth feel afterwards. Wow. The response to our brush is really what keeps us going because normally when people try one, they want another one. It's a visceral reaction that for a product like this has really been amazing. No, that's that's incredible. And is the only place people can get it through the subscription service? Well, right now, uh, yeah, you can get uh, you can subscribe through tooth.com, mm -hmm. but we uh, have a program where we're also selling to uh, tribal and Indian health service uh, clinics around the country on a wholesale basis at a very much reduced price to make this the brush of choice for dental clinics and dental hospitals across Indian country. This is great. I mean, I can see folks tuning in today. We do have a lot of people that are involved either in tribal governance, they're a tribal health director, maybe they're working in some other Indian health service program, and folks are maybe hearing about tooth.com for the first time. And they're saying, wow, this sounds like something that might be great for us to offer for our patient population, our tribal members. Tell us this, Brian, someone who is listening today and they're saying, okay, it sounds like a unique product line. I'd like to try this out. I'd like to learn more. Is tooth.com not only a place where people can purchase uh, materials, but is there also information there? Do you have videos? Do you have other things that are available? Yeah. We know that for any prevention program to see, be successful, there has to be knowledge and motivation involved besides just the product itself. So with every shipment, we include educational materials on how to keep your teeth, your gums, your mouth, and body healthy. We keep it fun, and tribal members with internet access can tap into a wealth of oral care and dental information available on our website at mm. tooth.com. And if a tribe does become involved with our Tooth for Tribes program, where we're shipping uh, fresh supplies every three months to tribal families. The tribe has the option to also include their own printed materials about mm. their health facilities, upcoming events, and Tooth puts those brochures and printed materials in our quarterly shipments at no charge. Oh, wow. So it's a real win-win for tribes. Mm -hmm. Now, when I first heard of your company, I thought someone was saying Tooth. Right. Your company is T-O-O-F. Correct. Yeah. Dot com. Right. Tell us a little bit about the name. Well, when we came up with the design and we started to get brushes out to people and, again, getting this just positive reaction of, wow, it's the best brush I've ever used. Where can I get another one? Mm -hmm. was almost to a person. So we knew we had a design and something that really would be very popular and very effective. So when we did design the brush and came out with that, we also felt that Although we are a very clinically sound brush, and as, again, we feel the best manual brush available, we didn't want to be so clinical sounding. Mm. 
we didn't want to be the brush that eight out of ten de- dentists recommend to for people with teeth okay. because we needed to be different. We needed to put people at ease with, with our product and our mm. product line. So we came up with the idea of Tooth. People love the name. It's very uh, much a name that's friendly, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it gives us the ability to have a toothbrush, toothpaste, toothfloss. I got it. I got it. So it was really uh, done purposely to be a company that people can um, feel comfortable with without feeling like they're at the dentist, I guess. Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate that vision. So one of the things that drew me to your products, I'm just going to be honest with you, is I travel. Obviously, I'm here in Anchorage, Alaska. This is not my home. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's kind of frustrating is over the years you buy these toothbrush holders. And it seems like the toothbrushes you have, they come with their own holders or something. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's very unique. We, we uh, And to let you know, we have three sizes of brushes. We have a brush that we call My First Tooth, okay. which is a kid's brush. It goes... From about ages two to six, uh, it's a very fun brush small for a smaller mouth. Uh, it's designed so a, a person can brush someone's teeth with it to, mm. to teach them how. Mm-hmm. And it can be flipped around once they know how to use it themselves. Uh, that's from about two to six years old. We also have, uh, and it also comes with a very friendly smiley face cover uh-huh. that it goes on the mirror child can put the brush in there and it stays sanitary it's very important that you cover your toothbrush because aerosols in the bathroom that Uh can get on your bristles then for our next size up we have our mid-size brush which uh, is really for smaller mouths and it's designed to be from about six years old to 16 there's a little bit of deviation there and that mouths form differently but our full-size brush which is our biggest seller is the one from about 16 years old up. And they all come with a very clever snap-on cover that snaps onto the brush. Mm -hmm. And you have a little suction cup hanger that you also can stick on your mirror. And you can hang your brush vertically. And not only is it stored properly, but it has vent holes in the cover because when you store your brush, you want to keep it vertical. You want a certain amount of airflow, but not a tremendous amount. Wow. I love your products. We want to talk a little bit more about your vision, some of the things, the opportunities that are opening up. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We have to step away. Brian Hudson, COO of TOOF.com, will be staying by. You do the same. We'll be back with more right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. 
Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are doing an exciting show from an exciting venue. We are in Anchorage, Alaska. And uh, we are here at the National Tribal Health Conference, being sponsored by the National Indian Health Board. People from all over the country joining here, sharing uh, things that are happening, learning together. And one of the uh, people that is uh, really making a contribution in a very unique way is Brian Hudson, who's the COO with TOOF.com. Brian, it's so great to have you uh, staying by for another segment. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love the topic because, uh, as we mentioned in the first segment, dental health is so critical to whole person health, so often neglected. You're trying to make an impact at an early age, uh, getting families involved, getting their kids involved. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, the, the one frustration I have with radio is when we have folks with great visual aids. You brought one of these boxes. It's a... Uh, this is something that uh, maybe a tribal member would be getting on a 90-day basis. Every three months, they get one of these if they're a subscriber. Right, yeah. The subscription cycle is, uh, yeah, every 90 days, we send out a kit. And this kit that I brought in would be typical of what a family of four would receive every three months. And there's native design in it. So this is designed specifically for an indigenous person, correct? Yes. And the real success with subscription programs is that when somebody gets something in the mail, people are much more apt to use it because it's kind of an exciting thing. When you get something in the mail, wow, my tribe cares. Look what I got. Mm -hmm. And there's materials in there to tell them how to use it properly. The other thing that to me is especially inspiring is here we are in, in Alaska. I did some programming here in Nome, the city of Nome, and it was amazing. I mean, you travel around Alaska. I mean, the only way you can get to a lot of places is by plane. So a lot of indigenous folks are not traveling in the sense that 
other people may think of jumping on a plane or driving long distances in a car. There aren't roads that take you uh, very many places in some of these more remote areas. But the challenge then becomes, I remember in Nome people were saying, well, you know, we maybe have this or we don't, depending on whether the shipment comes in, depending on whether the barge comes in or, the, you know, however that product is coming in, I could imagine that there could be challenges even with oral care products. Tell us a little bit about the advantages of a mail order service in some of these more remote places. Well, especially here in Alaska, the distance between villages and tribal centers is so remote and so distant that unfortunately many tribal members may not even get to the dentist Mm -hmm. at all during the course of a year. They may not have a store that stocks proper supplies and they may not know, which many people don't, that you really need to change your toothbrush out every three months, Mm -hmm. even if you're very diligent about taking care Mm -hmm. of your teeth and, and your mouth. But, you know, the nice thing and the thing that really works best for us is that even if you don't get to the uh, tribal clinic or to a health center, all you need to be a part of Two for Tribes is an address. Even the most remote villages in Alaska and across especially Navajo country in, in the lower 48 is that even though they're remote, as long as they have a mailing address, they're a part of Two for Tribes, mm-hmm. even great. if they don't get into a clinic. Now, a lot of times there's discussion in professional circles about the merits of brushing as opposed to something like flossing. You then have people talking about picks, whether it's a manual pick or a water pick. Tell us a little bit about this kit because you don't only include toothbrushes for every member of the family, but you've got some other things that are included. Tell us about that. Yeah, we always make sure that a kit, no matter if it's a single kit for possibly someone that's a shut-in, and by themselves, uh, our kits always include the appropriate amount of toothpaste, a fresh toothbrush, interdental picks, which are very, very important nowadays for uh, keeping your gums healthy, and also floss. Many people don't floss like they should. We mm-hmm. do provide it, but we really, um, our CEO, Lisa Hudson, uh, also is a big proponent, proponent of interdental picks and sees a lot of her patients that really find some great success with, uh, uh, particularly with gum disease, by properly using the picks. And people are more apt to just have the picks around. They're easier to use. And she realizes that uh, um, people need a proper motivation uh, sometimes to floss. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of her patients say they floss, but uh, like a lot of us, maybe not as much as they should. So the interdental picks are a very nice alternative to floss. So from the dental hygienist perspective, and I know I'm not going to put you in those shoes because that's not your background, but if uh, your wife, for example, or another hygienist is instructing someone on flossing, where do the picks come in? Is it a special area or you're saying the pick can be maybe not an equivalent, but if you're not going to be faithfully flossing, the picks get between the teeth, can be valuable. Is that kind of the messaging that you're typically giving? Right. And the, our tooth picks, uh, the design that, that we have, we also worked with our manufacturer to come up with a design that is a toothpick on one end, but a small inner dental brush on the other. So it goes in between your teeth. It's easy to keep a pack of these in your car or uh, somewhere where they're easy to grab. And many people 
don't have the ability or maybe the motivation to immediately floss after they eat. Mm -hmm. But with something like this that you can keep in your pocket, you can keep it in the glove box of your car, they're always available. And you can do a good job of getting those things out from in between your teeth. I mean, this is fascinating. I'm actually looking at this interdental toothpick. Now, I'm not an expert in dentistry. Maybe other folks are familiar with these, but I've never seen something that's a toothpick on one side and a little tiny brush on the other. So this is uh, something someone can get between their teeth just as a practice, you know, as a a routine, like you said, or uh, maybe there's something stuck between the teeth and they could use it for that as well. Is that Right. right? Right. How are you finding the acceptance of these different products? When someone is a subscriber, they're getting the toothpaste, they're getting the floss, they're getting the interdental picks. They, there's another device in here. I'm going to just be honest with you. Uh, I'm looking at this actual example you brought by the booth here where we're recording, and I don't even know what this thing is. It says tooth squeeze. What is this all about? Well, the tooth squeeze is a small device that slides onto the end of your toothpaste tube to make sure that as you're using your toothpaste, it slides along the, the paste tube as you uh, use the paste, and you get every last drop. A lot wow. of people get very frustrated as the toothpaste gets especially down to the end where you're squeezing, you're rolling, you're trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. get that out. Uh-huh. With this device, you just keep sliding it along. And uh, from an economical point of view, you get every last drop of your toothpaste. Really? There's uh, no waste at all. This is a very interesting-looking device. Maybe these things are uh, widely available. I've never seen them. This also seems like it could save some arguments in a home if people are sharing a tube uh, about which is the proper way to squeeze the tube, huh? Right, definitely. Okay, so we've got these different uh, resources. The one thing I wanted to highlight a little bit, and, you know, this sometimes is kind of nasty. We're regular brushers, my wife and I, and I've noticed sometimes, uh, you know, we have one of these conventional toothbrush holders in our bathroom. And I kind of look at the bottom of that. I mean, granted, it's the bottom of the brush that's resting in there, but it looks kind of nasty. These little suction cups that you've got on there that are designed to go like in the bathroom mirror. Tell us a little bit about where that idea came from. Well, when we first did the brush, we wanted to include features that would make the brush even better. And again, we looked to a lot of studies with uh, toothbrushes, especially in bathrooms as far as aerosols. Mm. Flushing the toilet creates aerosols that have germs and bacteria, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they can settle on things in your bathroom. And so we decided that if we're going to have the best brush around, why don't we make the best storage system as well? Mm. So by having the snap-on cover, by having the suction cup on the mirror, not only is it drying properly and storing properly, but it's out of harm's way all the time. Mm-hmm. We got a, a lot of uh, reviews and, and feedback from people on our website, and one that we get quite frequently is, I don't have to set my toothbrush down on the hotel counter anymore. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So uh-huh. it's a real uh, visceral reaction when people think about setting their toothbrush down, especially in a hotel or motel. No, it's it's great. I, I love what you guys are doing, and uh what I think is so wonderful is if you look at the things, they're attractive. I mean, you got these different colors. I mean, I could see where the kids might be uh, choosing, well, I get the yellow one or the green one. Or 
do they get some input? When you ship a box, I mean, if someone says, oh, if you had people saying, well, hey, send two blue ones because, you know, the kids are all fighting over the blues. How does that work? Well, normally what we try to do is we try to, we have four colors of our adult brushes and four colors of our kids' brushes. Um, what we always try to do is, unless it's a very, very large family, make sure that everybody gets a different color. Then okay. they can color code the brush that uh-huh. they use. That's, that's smart. Listen, this is a great, uh, great idea, great uh, program. Thank you for what you're doing in Indian country and beyond. One more time, if someone wants to contact you, they want to subscribe to the program, or someone's in tribal leadership and they want to talk with you, how do they do that? Currently, the best way to go would be to just go through our website at tooth.com. And you can go on and also go through info at tooth.com okay, if okay. you want more information, especially in wholesale. We are working to develop a toothfortribes.com website, but currently we're building it right now. Okay, as long as someone can remember tooth, T-O-O-F.com, they can contact you. They sure can. Brian, thank you so much. We do have to step away. We've got more coming up in today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living from right here in Anchorage, Alaska. Don't go away. More right after these messages. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org. Or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's S-A-M-H-S-A slash support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, Ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. 
Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are here at this exciting venue in Anchorage, Alaska. We're at the National Indian Health Board-sponsored National Tribal Health Conference. And if you could tell a little bit difference in the ambiance, we're actually recording the uh, first day that the convention center is open. Our previous programming from this venue have been uh, while people were getting set up, but now you've actually got people milling through the conference center, uh, visiting, a lot of dialogue taking place. But we've got some great messaging that we're going to communicate right now on today's uh, show. Sitting across from me is uh, someone who is invested in the mental health of First Nation peoples, especially in Alaska. Rebecca, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself, your full name, where you're from, and what you're up to. Uh, my name is Rebecca Palais, and I am a community engagement and partnership coordinator at the Alaska Veterans Affairs. I work in the Suicide Prevention Office, and um, that's located here in Anchorage, Alaska. But I work for the state of Alaska, all veterans that uh, were, are here in Alaska. Uh, my title actually is for veterans, service members, and their families whether or not they want to come to the VA or they want to work in the community. So assisting them and working with the community partners. That is great, Rebecca. Mental health is crisis proportions throughout across demographic lines. It's not just a Native issue, but you're especially focused on those who are veterans, and you have a special connection with First Nation peoples here in Alaska. Tell us a little bit about that connection. Definitely. A lot of our Alaska veterans are Native, so we want to go ahead and help our veterans. And, I mean, suicide is a public health um, issue, and we need to have multiple aspects here, and uh, especially here in Alaska. And one size does not fit all. It's great. I love what the VA is doing. I mean, you have a national crisis line, but then you have basically regional coordination. So tell us a little bit about how that whole process works. If a veteran is struggling, a family member of a veteran right now, they're listening to the show and they're having some pretty dark thoughts, things look pretty bleak. Tell us a little bit how they can get help if they're a veteran or a veteran family member. They can go ahead and call the National Crisis Line, the Veterans Crisis Line, Military Crisis Line, uh, 24-7, 365 days. It, it's 988 press 1. You could still go ahead and use the old number. It will still reach them. But um, call them and they will go ahead and answer. And that is for veterans, service members, and their families. Um, they'll go ahead and talk to them. Now, it is completely confidential. They're able to go ahead and read the VA medical records, but we are not able at the VA are able to go ahead and read any of the Veterans Crisis Line notes. Um, the only way we receive any information is if the veteran agrees to go ahead and have what's called like a Medora sent to us, a request sent to us, or if like um, police or if they go to the hospital. So there needs to be follow-up care to make sure everything is okay. Mm -hmm. So if someone is, let's say, they're living in Anchorage, they're a veteran, they've uh, gone through some real challenges, 
and they say, I need some help. They call that number, 988. 988 goes nationally, correct? And then they're going to be immediately sent to a, a crisis counselor or something here in Alaska. Is that how it works? No, the responders are located nationally. Okay. So, um, and they're trained um, in-house. Um, Lifeline is the 988 number, and then they are a subset themselves for the Veterans Crisis Line when you press one. And they go ahead and train those responders separately to go ahead and be specific to military culture. So... When someone makes that 988 call, someone's helping them intervening right on the spot, and uh, they say, I need to talk with someone, or maybe the, the counselor over the phone says, you need some help. How does that process then work for an Alaskan veteran? So they go ahead and call, and it's meant to be for de-escalation, crisis mm -hmm. intervention. Mm -hmm. Um, they'll go ahead and call, they'll talk with them, de-escalate. The hope is to get them connected to a local VA or provider so that they can get that follow-up care. Because if they're in crisis, definitely that means that there is more going on. Peeling that onion, figuring out what is going on there. And we want them to go ahead and receive care. So they're going to try to go ahead and talk to them and hope that they will you know, accept a request to their local VA um, so that uh, the suicide prevention offices who receives those requests can give them a call and get them connected to the VA or in the community uh, with mental health care. Now, you work in the Suicide Prevention Center, is that correct? Yes. And how does that process work if someone reaches out, if they contact you? So if we get a veteran's crisis line request, we'll go ahead and make the follow-up calls. We'll try to go ahead and reach out three times and then mail out a letter if we don't reach them. If we do reach the veteran, then we'll go ahead and find out, you know, uh, what exactly is their need and assist them in those needs. If it is a active duty service member, then we find out exactly what, what do they need. If we we have contacts in DOD to go ahead and get them back, if they don't want to, we have contacts for them to receive mental health care outside, um, like the Cohen Clinic. They can go ahead and get care through them, too. But there are other resources out there. We want family members also who are able to go ahead and get those kind of resources out there. We, we have, you know, a lengthy list of organizations out there. There's so many passionate veteran organizations out there. Mm -hmm. And we want to go ahead and assist as best as we can the people who are in crisis and make sure all of our members are being cared for. That is huge. If they come into us, because there are other ways, they can come to us like through our same-day service, mental health crisis department, they'll take care of them there and get consults in, or we'll be alerted in other ways. We all, Any way that they come to us, we try to find out what does the veteran need and what do they want. Do they want to stay in the VA or do they want to go to the community? Mm. Now, I know if I'm understanding correctly, Rebecca, you've done a lot of work with developing partnerships throughout uh, Alaska. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah, so our department is broken up in two forms. We have the suicide prevention coordinator, and so she does internally inside the VA system, veterans who want to stay in the VA system. I work as a community engagement. I work with the community partners. And for 
any of our, as an anchor point. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of evidence-based practices um, that are, you know, we use the Columbia suicide screen. We, um, we have a lot of priority areas that we like to go ahead and assist and provide for our community partners. We have a lot of organizations that send us things that we will go ahead and send out grants that we're told about. And so working with our community partners, building those partnerships is things that I do. I do a lot of outreach events. Um, I'm here today mm -hmm. meeting people. I was just, you know, last week or this past weekend in Ketchikan with the National Guard for an armory and doing an outreach event, trying to go ahead and build those partnerships, meeting with veterans and active duty and whatever we can do to best assist. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just excellent. It's exciting to hear what you're doing, Rebecca. I know you've got a whole team uh, working on this. When you talk with the public, I know there's opportunities to get the message out. What kind of things is your department especially interested in doing when you have opportunities like this to share messages on the air? Definitely to let veterans know that there's help. Mm. There is help. There is the Compact Act so that if a veteran is having suicidal thoughts, that, that they can go to the hospital, that the transportation and their time in the hospital and also the residential time afterwards is paid for by the VA as long mm -hmm. as they're eligible for that care and for that not to be an issue for them to think, well, I can't do this because I don't have the money mm -hmm. to afford to pay that hospital bill. The, the VA recently passed that Compact Act. They also recently passed, you know, the PACT Act where there's a lot of uh, things that a lot of veterans don't think about that could be service-connected. And to work with their uh, veteran service organization um, to, for their service connections. When I'm out there doing these outreaches, I talk to them. I, I, I work closely with, like, the state of Alaska VA and our uh, Veterans Benefit Outreach office and things like that so that we can partner together. I love working with all organizations and learning about different organizations because when I'm out here and I hear something, then I can go ahead and refer a veteran there, you know, over mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. same thing. They refer to me. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the, the biggest challenges that we have today is the stigma that is attached with mental health. I mean, especially we think of, uh, you know, military. I mean, these are people that have given their lives for their country. You know, we extol them for their bravery, their courage, their sacrifice. And somehow, I think in many circles, it's looked at as a sign of weakness to say that they need help. Is this something that you're seeing some progress made just because we're talking more about it? Have you noticed any changes even over the last several years where people are being more willing to talk about when they're having struggles? There has been a change, and yes, it has gotten a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I have to say, my husband is military, mm -hmm. <laughs> Huey Helicopter Army, Okay, okay. And, and so that mental health stigma is still there. Mm-hmm. It is still there. And so just the, I, you talk about mental health and then you go ahead and go a level lower suicide and it's even harder to go ahead uh -huh. and discuss that stigma. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's that thing about, 
I, I've noticed I've been in the field for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I worked at the Veterans Crisis Line for five of those years, and I've been in the suicide prevention field throughout the nation and up here in Alaska for almost three years. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've noticed that when a veteran leaves the service, they're very independent. Mm-hmm. And they feel that they can do this. They can do this, which is admirable. And it's mm-hmm. hard. But they forget that when you're in the military, you're very much dependent on your brothers mm-hmm. and your sisters. Uh-huh. And so you need to have that same mentality when you get out. I love that. I love that. And so it's very difficult to go ahead and remember that. Um, and so still trying to figure out how to go ahead and pull that piece there because, mm-hmm. you know, I have a, um, I'm building on coalitions and one of those is a vocational employment one mm-hmm. because we're trying to get to that low acuity level of the transitioning veterans before it gets to the high suicide acuity piece. Mm-hmm. And the discussion has been about how you know, when you're in service, you see somebody in their uniform, you know exactly what rank, what they've done, where they've been, everything. Mm-hmm. When you get out, you know nothing. And you work with people and you're like, man, they're so, mm, and you're just like, ah. <laughs> and there's some things that just don't translate. Wow. Rebecca, we have to step away just mm-hmm. briefly. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose. I'm interviewing Rebecca Palais. We're going to be back shortly after some important messages. Stay tuned. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. 
My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. We're in a final segment of today's broadcast. We are in Anchorage, Alaska in a convention venue here. National Indian Health Board has uh, pulled together a conference that has really brought people from throughout Indian country to the National Tribal Health Conference. One of those individuals did not have to travel quite as far as others, Rebecca Polis. Rebecca, it's great to have you back with us for this final segment. Thank you. (laughs) It's so great to have so many wonderful organizations, individuals representing Alaska. I mean, perhaps not surprising here in Anchorage, but a lot of times we'll be at tribal conferences. And I know it's a commitment and a distance to go to Nashville or to go to uh, Texas or Oklahoma or wherever an event might be. So we've been speaking about this uh, this real challenge that we face in Indian country and beyond when it comes to mental health. You've been especially working with veterans here in the state of Alaska. And one of the questions that often comes up is, is there a kind of a one-stop shop for some of these services that we've been talking about? But uh, we'll get there. But I think the bigger question, just having spoken in the last segment, about this stigma, how difficult it is for many people who've been looked at as role models in their community. They are, and then they're struggling with mental illness, and uh, they have trouble reaching out. So let's say a family member, Rebecca, says, you know, my husband needs help. Um, Service member, uh, attained a high rank in the service. He's uh, no longer active duty, but he's really struggling. What does a family member do? Is there any support for them? There's a national program called Coaching Into Care, and it is for the family and friends if they see a veteran who is struggling um, but hesitant in getting care. They can Mm. go ahead and give them a call. The number is 888-823-7458, and they will help talk with them about that hesitation and how to coach them into care. Another thing that VAs offer all VAs nationally offer. It's called a digital divide program. Here mm. in Alaska, I can speak specifically because I work here at the Alaska yeah. VA. Um, we utilize this. We're a smaller VA system and we're very dependent on our community partners. We love all of our community partners. Uh-huh. But if a veteran wants to come to the VA, however, because of our remote areas, sometimes they don't, you know, veterans are like, well, I don't want to go into a certain office because maybe somebody might see me going into that office and they're like, hey, why is such and such going to that office? Well, they can go ahead and get a tablet with the internet mm. in there and there is no copay for it. Mm. And they can see their provider virtually, wow. primary care and mental health provider in their home. So, and then sometimes we have in some areas, like they can go into a library and get a 
or room so they mm -hmm. can have that internet access that they don't have because um, some areas in Alaska right. is doesn't have the accessibilities. But we've been able to work it in certain areas. So you go into a library is not you going into you know exactly. somebody's office. Mm -hmm. So yes, again talking about that stigma. We've been trying to figure out different techniques to going ahead and working around this. Mm -hmm. So that has been one way is utilizing that digital divide program. And for our veterans feeling comfortable, they're eligible to come to the VA to getting that help with mental health. That's great. So if you're tuning into today's radio show and you're a family member of a veteran who's struggling, there's a national program that you shared with us, Coaching Into Care. Give us that number one more time, please. It is 888-823-7458. Okay, so I've got 888-823-7458. And that's especially a number for family members of veterans, correct? Family and friends, yes. Okay, so if you've got a question, you see someone who's struggling, you think they could use help, give a call to that number. And if they do that, Rebecca, it's not like they've got to disclose information or anything. It's just going to be giving the person tips and things to help that loved one on their journey to better mental health. Yes, yes. I really love this. And, and the digital divide, I never heard about this program. This is something special with Alaska, or are there other VAs that, that have something similar? No, other VAs do have this. Um, we use it in Alaska, um, especially because we're a smaller VA system. Mm -hmm. So um, it's easier for our remote veterans to go ahead and utilize this program. But I do know that this is available in all of the VAs. And it's called the Digital Divide Program. That's great. And I know you've been doing some things to kind of make, I, I don't want to use the terminology and, and trivialize it, but kind of to make mental health help kind of cool. And you've got different uh, swag items and things that you guys have put together. Tell us a little bit about what was behind that and then how someone can take advantage of that if they are in Alaska and you know have veterans benefits. So I work with, the, you know, as an anchor for our community partners. And one of the things is like not only providing um, evidence-based practices and information, but also gun locks. We have a distributor mm. who can go ahead and provide gu um, free gun locks. We can get you those, uh, you know, that distributor. We also have veteran crisis line swag items, mm. you know, the magnets, the cards, the koozies, all those things that uh -huh. you see out there, the bracelets and all that uh -huh. stuff. Um, we can go ahead and send those out to all of those organizations out there so that they have it also in the doctor's offices and the, anybody can have it in their organization. Mm -hmm. Because it's whenever it's in the middle of the night, when everybody's asleep, mm. when people are having the thoughts, when it's quiet, when veterans and the service members, the thoughts start racing in the head and it mm -hmm. starts to spiral out of control. And so if you pass out those veterans crisis line flag items and they're out and about in the home, mm -hmm. the hope is that you'll see it and you'll call somebody. Whether wow. or not it's the veterans crisis line, you can call them, uh -huh. but you'll see it and you'll call somebody for help. I love the idea. So basically, we've got a lot of listeners throughout uh, Alaska to American Indian and Alaska Native Living Radio. So individuals, if they're tuning in today, and maybe they represent a, a medical clinic, maybe they're with some uh, community organization that has an interest in the health of people in their backyard, so to speak, they can contact you and, and get some of these items. How do you decide who you share those with? So for Alaska, please mm -hmm. reach out to the Alaska 
suicide prevention office. Okay. If you're in other states, reach out to your suicide prevention office, um, VA office. So for my Alaska uh-huh. <laughs> uh, community partners, you can reach out to me at 907-201-6560, and I can assist with that. Okay, now that went by quickly, especially if someone's driving. So yes. give us, please, again, your, this is your personal cell. No, this is my work cell. Your work cell, okay. So well, I'll answer it during business work okay, hours. Okay, well, thanks for making that clear for yes. us. So if someone's in a crisis, don't call you, Rebecca, right? No, I will not respond to crisis calls. Okay. Um, I'm uh, in the community. I do not do suicide prevention. This is a work cell. So please do not call me for any suicide. If you're having any suicidal ideation, please contact the Veterans Crisis Line Mm -hmm. or go to the nearest hospital. Okay. So we want to give both those numbers. First of all, the Crisis Line, is that simply the 988? Press 1 for Veterans. Okay. So 988 is the Crisis Line if you're struggling right now, whether you're in Alaska or anywhere else. But if you're in Alaska and you want to get some, some help or you want to be involved as a helping organization, you want to partner with... Someone like Rebecca at the VA, get the messaging out to clients, coworkers that might be veterans. They're going to call you on your cell, your business cell. Yes. And please give us that number one more time. 907-201-6560. So I've got 907-201-6560. Yes. Rebecca, we appreciate so much you sharing your passion for the mental health of, of veterans and their families. Uh, I know that's a huge investment that they've made. It's a huge investment that you've made. And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule here to join us on the show. I appreciate you having me here today. Thank you so much. Our time has pretty much slipped away from us. But before we go, I know a lot of times when I'll have a guest on who's really passionate about something, you say, boy, I wish I could just leave one final message with the listeners. Is there anything especially that as we're winding up today, Rebecca, you say, Boy, I'd like to make this point one more time just so people hear it or, or just one resource that you'd like them to keep focused on as we're closing the show. There's help. Mm. There's hope. There's help. Please reach out. Wonderful message. Again, that's uh, Rebecca Police. Rebecca is uh, working with uh, the Suicide Prevention Department of the Alaskan VA system here in Alaska, right here in Anchorage. She can be reached at that cell phone number that she gave earlier in the program, which is 907-201-6560. Again, 907-201-6560. We're not just playing favorites with those who have Alaskan roots. You can get help if you're dealing with challenges. That uh, crisis line that you want to use anywhere in the U.S., 988, simply hit the number 1. If you're a veteran, you'll get extra help there. And one final number that we featured on the show that I just want to leave you with, and that is the Coaching Into Care program. It's something I learned about from Rebecca in doing this interview. If you're a family member, a loved one of a veteran, and you see that person struggling, but it seems like they're having a challenge reaching out for help, that number one more time, 888-823-7458. Again, 888-823-7458. Well, that's all for today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.